cool customer, man. He, he is cool like a seventh grader walking out of lids. We've all been there. They're going to score some points against Oklahoma. Rhett Lashley's offense, going to dial it up. They are swinging for the fence on the road in Oklahoma. Jordan Hudson, five-star wide receiver for us here at On3. He was the number two wide receiver in his class, according to us here at On3. So I'm seeing a quarterback. I'm seeing a big-time wide receiver. What do we say about upsets? All it takes is one matchup. You may not have all 11, but if you have one out of 10, you can make that one work to your advantage consistently. And that's just the well you keep going back to, especially on the outside where you can kind of isolate a matchup. Keep an eye on this game. I'm expecting this one to be a track meet. I like SMU to potentially cover that 15 for what it's worth. We put this at a 36% chance of an upset for the Mustangs. Who was that? I get two of those in one day? Yeah. Pate? day. No. Up close. That's Honestly, that's the closest guest, I think, or guest that you could have come up with. It's the Pate version in on three, uh, essentially. So, nice guess. And what he said, he said they had, who was the, a five-star Hudson? Jordan Hudson, yeah. Where, where did he, was he a transfer? Yeah, he uh, he's the TCU transfer. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, I think he was uh, originally committed to OU. At, I, he was committed to OU at one point. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, their quarterback is cooler than a seventh grader walking out of lids. Okay. That's more of my era than yours. Um, but I think that comp um, – I don't know about the comp to the quarterback, but what he's trying to say somewhat checks out. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's so hard. I just – I didn't see – I didn't see – and, again, it's a very small sample size. But I just – I didn't see anyone skill position-wise that just – against Louisiana Tech, there should have been some guys that just pop off the screen, right? I just, for whatever reason, didn't see that. I don't know. Um, maybe it's because of how vanilla they were offensively. Um, I think the Stone kid at quarterback is – is pretty good. I mean, he looks solid. He doesn't look – he didn't look unbelievable to me. He just – you know, he made some nice throws. He he threw some balls up and, you know, let his receivers go make plays, which is fine. I, I just wasn't blown away by him. It, I, I keep having to say it because I, I understand that this offense is capable of some good things, but uh, after watching them in week one, I was kind of left – Thinking, man, you know, I actually think we match up really good with these guys. Yeah. Um, I I would just say to uh, J.D. Piquel and all the others who are predicting this as a close game, uh, Barrett Salee saying SMU is going to have a chance to win with under five minutes left, uh, give the appropriate credit to OU next week if they go out and take care of business like you and I think. Though I I do love your uh, theory because I think it's right. That if OU were to win this game too bad, then they get no credit whatsoever. Yeah. And the thought is, oh, we were completely wrong about SMU. Yeah, they stink. Yeah. They're not any good. You're not going to be wrong about. Um, you're not, not going to be wrong about. Uh, about Oklahoma, you'll be wrong about SMU. They just weren't any good. Key matchup according to ESPN: OU's run game versus SMU's defensive front. What do you think about that? They say OU rushed for 220 yards on 49 carries in the opener, and SMU held Law Tech to 28 rushing yards on 24 carries. Yeah. The Mustangs need to limit OU's ground attack. I agree, and I think that – you heard me talk about this yesterday. I think that SMU actually has a really good starting defensive front. Um, Their four guys across the front are – are pretty dang good, but there is massive fall off whenever those guys are off the field. And defensive linemen don't play eighty snaps. Nope. Right. So, not if um, you're going up tempo. I I think that I think it could be difficult to run it early in a, in a series of downs when the starters are out there. But if you can convert a first down or two, and they're going to have to rotate those guys out or they're going to get really tired, I think we're going to start to have a lot of success. And again, like the 
one of the biggest things that I think we have on our side in this game is depth. We are going to throw a bunch of bodies at them, at running back, at wide receiver, uh, at defensive line, at edge, in the secondary, possibly at backer. We're going to throw a bunch of bodies at them where there's hardly any fall off. They just flat out do not have that ability. Um, Now, the forecast of the game is looking better by the day. I think I saw a high of like 91 or 92 is what it is now. It's going to be warm down there on the field, especially. It's going to be warm. um, And, you know, I I just – I think that that heat could be a factor. And, you know, I – I don't know. I just don't – I think the matchup looks really good for us. I, I definitely think the key matchup is the OU run game, SMU defensive run. For, for like the final score, OU runs the ball. They're going to be able to score, you know, 45-plus in this game. I'm just – I'm kind of also looking at this game, not as much as last week, but definitely as an evaluation tool for this team as well. And I'd like to see the running backs and offensive line play better, more consistently than last week. Yeah. So that's, I, I think, in two different areas, I, I think it's the key matchup. I would agree with it. And ESPN goes with players to watch, one for each team. LJ Johnson, the A&M transfer for SMU. And then uh, Javante Barnes for Oklahoma. Yeah. Saying there's a log jam at the position. He's not listed as a starter, but he got the most carries in the opener. Right. Well, um, uh, see, I talked to the SMU, one of the radio guys yesterday, and he was asking me about the wide receivers, and and he asked, "Is hey, is uh, is Petway going to be their their number one receiver?" And there's a, there's a lot of box score research going on right now and I totally understand that it's hard to it's hard to have a real idea of who people are I mean you go and you look and well this guy caught nine balls in game one like that's going to be their go-to target and that was just circumstances dictated how that whole whole thing unfolded so I think there's some of that going on with Barnes right now I know we have some some good stuff to go off of him last year he's got production from last year um and I'm not saying he's – I mean, he could be the best guy we have with the ball in his hands. I just – I circumstances are going to dictate carries a lot. You know, just like Pedway got a lot of those catches because there was a heavy box and, you know, they're RPOs and they're just going to throw it. Well, you know, if you're out there at running back and they're lighting the box when you happen to be out there, they're going to hand it to you and you're going to get more carries. I think some of that stuff is going to – when they're playing as many guys as they are right now, it's just going to – it could end up being lopsided, but – like right now, I would not, and I could be wrong, but I would not say that I expect Barnes to like to be yeah. the leading ball carrier. You know, hearing that, and then what we talked about the past few days, it feels like looking back at the game now, it was a scouting masterpiece <laughs> for Brent Venables. It it unfolded exactly the way that he wanted to. SMU is not sure what to expect. You can box score research. But if you watch the game, that tells a different story. Defensively, they didn't show um, all that much. They don't really know. Like, from that aspect, this was – this may have been Brent's Mona Lisa right. <laughs> against, against Arkansas State. And, you know, and the good thing is not, – Not a lot of advanced scouting as much as you want could happen from that. Like, nice yeah. job. You're still, you're still guessing a little bit on, on what teams are going to do, but that's why I think it's important to know that Venables has – a long history with Lashley. He knows he knows what he likes to do offensively and has a good feel for him. Um, you know, so even though they were really vanilla against Louisiana Tech, Venables knows kind of what his his go to um, you know, concepts and, and things that he really likes maybe what, what he's done against Venables in the past. I don't know what you said to the SMU radio guy about Petaway being the number one targets. Um you probably said, huh. I picked Gavin Freeman before the year to be the number one receiver. But are we any closer to finding out who the true who the true num- number one receiver is and if this team is going to have a legit number one receiver? Well, that I'm that's kind of where I'm at is I don't I don't think we are. I think we're going to have a guy that's number one for the given situation or the concept that we're trying to get to. 
I think Andrew Anthony's going to be your best deep ball guy. Yep. I think Feels Drake Stoops that. is probably going to be your go-to third and medium, third and, uh, you know, not like seven to ten guy. I think that Gavin Freeman's going to be your your do-it-all guy. They're going to get him the ball a bunch of different ways. They're probably going to find ways to to really scheme him open and use his his side-to-side and explosive speed. Um, I think that Jaden uh, Gibson may be our go-to red zone guy. You know, so I think right now what we've got is a really good group that does a bunch of different things. Like each guy has maybe a different specialty, and I think we're going to use that to our advantage. I, I just I don't think we have or necessarily need a, a just a go-to matchup. If there is one. It's yeah. Nick Anderson. We could be we could be chasing that storyline for for quite some time. Yeah. yeah, but but you just mentioned Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson to me is the guy that could do it all. He could be your deep ball threats. He could be your third and seven clutch reception type of guy. You could do everything with. If he were to take off, um, like D.D. Westbrook did in 2016, then you do have a legit number one wide receiver. But the way it looks right now, you kind of. You kind of have just like specialty guys for the most part. It's not a bad thing. No, I, they can have a really good offense with that. I think I think it actually sets up really good. Um, I mean, obviously you've got. I think Andrew Anthony is projects to be our best deep ball guy, but that doesn't mean that we don't have other good deep ball guys and other good speed guys. And I think Farouk is. He's really good at some of those those fade. He runs a really good fade route in the back of the end zone. You know, there's a bunch of guys that can do a lot of things. So Anthony is the big play guy. Says a texture in the four hundred five. Yeah, nine one eight. Still forgetting Farouk. I'll be interested to see if they make a real effort to get him some easy catches early in the game since yeah. he didn't have a catch at all um, on Saturday. And he's really good after the catch. We learned that last year because he's a. He's a thicker wide receiver. He's got some real. He's got some actual nice size to him. So, yeah. Nine one eight. I'm a huge Stoops and Freeman fan, but after last week, I'd love to see what Anthony Anderson and Gibson would look like out there together. I would just bump Anthony inside and let them run. Yeah. Nine one eight. Stogner, no catches versus Arkansas State. Are we worried? No. I'm actually less worried about tight end than I was before that game. Yeah. But worried about. Stogner individually? No, not 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 yet. I'm not. I um. I I don't I don't know how that all worked out. Why it worked out that way? Um, I think I think they'll have some stuff for Stogner and uh, find ways to get him the football in due time. I I just I don't know. I'm not worried about it right now. I'll, I I don't think there we've seen enough to to be worried like the. It, we're, we are still thin. Even though I liked what I saw at tight end, we're still thin. And he, they got him out of there as soon as they had the opportunity yeah. to get him out. Uh, a few more. SEC snob. SMU isn't ready for what they have waiting for them on Saturday. It's going to be a blowout. 45-10, Oklahoma rolls them. Uh, yeah, yeah I, that's kind of right around, uh, I think, both of our scores. Robert T. from Edmond. I want to smash him. I don't care what anyone says about SMU's credibility afterwards. That's right. What is the uh, – this is this goes out to the text line. I think I have 17 for a final score for SMU. You still hanging on at 10? Because we're not doing a show together tomorrow. So this yeah. is kind of like your Friday feel. Uh, 10 or 13. Okay, so yeah, that's – I, I think I, that would be excellent. I, I guess I'm curious what the text line thinks about what's like the number for success defensively. Is it 17? Is it 20? Is it 21? Is it – is it three? Like, like what's what's the what's the bare minimum number for you, just points wise for SMU, for you to call it a success? Um, that's so hard. And I know it is hard it's because a, hard a lot answer. of it is you know what it looks like and how late in the game some of the scores are. But if you could just make it as basic as possible, I mean, I think anything under twenty for me that's would what, be would be a good number. Anything under 21, 20 and below, yeah, I think. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to give up three touchdowns to SMU, but 
some scoring drives where they are able to to force field goals. You never know, like a turnover could happen, and you have your all of a sudden you're out there deep in your own territory, no fault of the defense. Um, if you can force some field goals and like those circumstances happen, if you can keep them out of the end zone, that's going to be impressive. So I think if you can, if you can keep them under twenty, I'd be happy. I think uh, we we were just really happy with the shutout last week. We'll be really happy with anything twenty or below. We're about to get to the point they put together another good defensive performance. It won't be so much of a hopeful prediction. It'll be expectation-based predictions here. I don't think that we're too far off from that. No, I, at, le- at least I'm not. I like, agree. Like my, my expectations are, yeah, don't let, up, don't let up four touchdowns or three touchdowns this week. I'm starting to have some expectations for that side. Well, if they play really well against SMU and lock down this offense, there's going to be some big expectations moving forward. And I welcome that. I, I think that's, um, that's the territory we all want to be in. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439, Knipple Meyer text line. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network. And worldwide, full levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing, or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. You know, these are the, these are the kind of games you dream of growing up. You know, going into going into a packed house with just you and your brothers, and you know, it's it's everybody against you. So. Um, you know, going going up against a great program like Oklahoma is something that I've dreamed about ever since I was a little kid, and um, I'm, I'm really excited for this Saturday. What's the preparation been like to get ready for an environment like that? Um, you know, there's really not too much different um, as far as preparation goes. Um, obviously, you know, we're gonna it's gonna be much more hostile environment than. Um, than most of the teams that will play this year, but um, at the same time, you know, we just got to do our job, and um, it's football. You know, whether there's ten people or a hundred thousand people watching, it's, it's still the same hundred yards that we're playing on. Um, so we just got to go out there and do our job. There's SMU quarterback Preston Stone. Did you hear the tail end of that? Whether there's ten people or a hundred thousand people, it's still football. Well, 10 people were watching last Saturday's game, and yeah, about 100,000 people, when you count people outside the stadium, will be watching this Saturday. So, hope you're right, Preston. Well, a little trash talk going on? I don't think it's trash talk. It's He's just saying whether it's 10 people or 100,000 people, it's just football. There were 10 people at the SMU opener last week. Yeah. 100,000 in Norman on Saturday. I don't know. I, I mean, that, yes. It's just football. The field is the same dimensions. We know all of that crap. But if you don't think 100,000 screaming lunatics can have an impact on a, on a football game, then you've the, never played Then they are ready for the ACC, then. They are at ACC school. It, ACC It mindset. just means you've probably never played in front of him, right? I mean, well, the first thing is if a if a – team has a hundred thousand seat stadium it typically means that they're pretty good right you don't have there are two exceptions i can think of but (laughs) yes for the most part that normally is the case they've been good at some point i mean there's some history and there's some tradition going on um it it i i hope and i think that the OU fans are going to show up big in this one. I do. Uh, I mean, if they show up for an 11 a.m. game when it's hotter than the yeah. gates, I think that they're going to show up for a 5 p.m. game against the better opponents. I do too. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really nice atmosphere. I, I think, like, just overall, even after the crap year last year, everyone's still. I think we can feel it because we see the text line every day. Yeah. I think everyone's really still really bought in to what's going on. I agree. And last week. You know that it didn't hurt anything. It didn't hurt things with that. Yep, I I agree. I think that there's there's a lot of excitement. You know, week one, I think a lot of people were impressed, and 
you know, going into the season, most were cautiously optimistic after seeing week one. I think some are throwing a, a little of that caution to the wind, but still it's we after last year, everyone is still a little bit hesitant to to be all in and start yep. making grandiose um prediction as to where this season's going to go, but you have to admit, score aside, it looked like a different football team than we saw a year ago. All right, forget the opponent. We played some really bad opponents last year as well. It looked like a different football team. Uh, yeah, 100%. And there were a lot of people, and I think even you and I included to, to some degree, that said, well, I might get optimistic, maybe a little excited, but I'm really not going to buy in until after they beat Texas. And I still think the majority of the people are probably there, but – We'll see what happens the next few weeks. That could change. It could, it could change. Is the, is the point. That could change if if we continue to play good, smart football on defense, tackle well, uh, not give up explosive plays in the passing and running game, and offensively rotate guys through. Offensive line continues to to get better and better. I I don't need I to see come them around beat Texas for me to say they're better than they were last year and maybe by a pretty decent margin. Right. I'm, I'm kind of already there, to be quite honest with you. Uh, K-Dub of the 918, were there more people at the SMU game or Lindsay Street pregame tailgating? The exact same amount of people. I think they were the same people, actually. Yeah. There's three of them. They came up for the game. In terms of uh, the numbers, the line of success defensively on Saturday, 918 under 20, especially if it only comes late and we're up 20-plus. JR and Broken Arrow, if they score 28, then everyone needs to be fired, LMAO. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's hard because I, I know I've said this a bunch. I've, I'm kind of, I've basically been on repeat, but week one, SMU, I was not blown away by. Um, but I know they've got way more up their sleeve offensively than what they showed in week one. So like, I think we look good matchup-wise. But they're going to give us some things we haven't seen. And we're also going to give them some things they haven't seen. And that's one of the things I'm real curious about. What does Coach Venables do? Like How much four-man front? How much three-man front? We're going to play dime. We're going to, uh, you know, we showed a lot of bear. We did quite a bit of bear in the uh, in the first week. I bet, we, I bet we throw at least four different defensive fronts at them. That's at least, and it may be more than that. Bobby and Broken Arrow, single digits is great. 11 to 20, acceptable. 21 or more, not good. It's kind of like syllabus day, which yeah. I'm sure that you never showed up for That's the only back day in the I day. Up for. Um, zero through nine is an A grade this, this Saturday. 10 through 19 is a B. 20 through 28 is a C. Anything 28 or more is a, is a D. It's, it's, it's I mean, syllabus day. I agree with. The text, for the most part, but it, it it's so hard to say that right now. I mean, there's no telling how those points come about. I mean, um, if the if the defense gives up ten points, but we have a pick six and a punt return for a touchdown, and they score twenty four, like. The defense had a passing grade, but we were crap on special teams and uh, made a, a horrible mistake on offense, right? So it's so hard to just just throw a, a grade out there on what the number's going to be because there's always there's always, always going to be something a, a seventy three nothing win, and there was a drama and controversy in the post game yeah. show last week. So right. there will there will be something to panic about. I, I have no doubts. I guess what I'm saying is do, I, I, I don't go into the game with a certain number on the scoreboard that's going to have you upset or happy. Just see how the game unfolds and, and draw your conclusions off the way that the guys play. I mean, sometimes points happen on some crazy things. I mean, how about this? He caught his own tip. <sighs> right? Great memory. Played it last Friday. Sometimes stuff like that's gonna happen. Like a, a crazy play bounces off a defend, defensive back's helmet when he's in good position, and a guy, you know, makes a catch. 
crazy things happen. You know, you could have gotten to your entire points using like three different plays in Bedlam history. Mm-hmm. Mark Bradley, the one that you referenced there. Uh, Jermaine Gresham catching the tip ball in 2008 mm-hmm. in that game in Stillwater. Um, what, I mean, there's there's several crazy plays that you could have. The, the onside kick that happened in what, the 1983 Bedlam? Where everyone but uh, the kicker thought that he was, yeah. There's, well, there's many. You, you could have, you could have really broken OSU fans' hearts even more with that. Yeah, I. So I, that's, I, that's all I'm saying is, you're, you're really setting yourself up to be disappointed if you're picking a number that you're only going to be happy if they hold them to this amount, and we're only going to be happy if we score more than this. Just. Just let the game unfold and evaluate it as it as it rolls out. Can't believe I missed this one from the nine one eight when we were talking about Stogner. And if we're worried that uh, he didn't have much uh, much of an involvement with the offense last week, this texture says they ain't showing nothing until Texas with Stogner. You're probably right. Probably right. He's the secret weapon to this offense. Had a nice game the uh, last time he played Texas. Just throw it up to him again, like Good he did point. back in twenty twenty. Good point. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm uh, I'm I came away pleased with some of the depth uh at tight end. We'll see if those guys continue to perform well. Uh not worried about Stogner and production. Production may be difficult for a bunch of guys this year. I the numbers like we may have an unbelievable offense this year. And at the end of the regular season, check out the statistics and no one has great statistics because We've got so many guys that are going to be factoring in, catching the ball, running the ball. Um, it could be a tough year statistically. But also, someone may come out of the blue and, and have a huge year. You just never know. Well, they'll be fresher at the end of the year with yeah. all this quality depth that they have, huh? No more getting tired towards the uh, back half of the season. Is it which fresher might, or more fresh? I don't know. Whichever one. Same? Probably. Um, in. In college football terms, it's got to be fresher, right? <laughs> it has to be, yeah. Um, which, I joke about that, but that actually is a, a serious thing that we haven't seen yet with this team, but could absolutely be a factor in uh, like late October and November. Well, it sounds like the, the story coming out of the, uh, the program last year is that it, it was a very worn-down football team. Uh, by the end, like really by mid season, not not necessarily even the end of the season. So, which uh, a lot of things can do that to you, right? Going through all the new things and and not, you know, the new scheduling, new uh, new calendar, new way you you handle things, and then losing just sucks the energy out of you, you know. So I I can understand that. Definitely in a better position right now. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. It is Raymond and Austin on All-Star Sports Radio. Our sportsbook and casino sponsor, BetUS.com, is celebrating their 30th year. We can't miss offer. 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. It's called Bet Protect, and you can only get it from BetUS.com. An awesome offer for this season's wild play. Nice, like that infamous tuck rule back in 2002. Tuck rule, worst call in sports. Man, you're like the old lady in the Titanic. It's been 21 years. Hey, I'll be king of the world with Bet Protect. It's like having 30 get-out-of-any-tuck-rule shenanigans in my back pocket. But your back pocket is usually empty, bro. Keep your shoulder pads on. Is there anything else about BetUS you haven't told me? The less you know, the better. BetUS has live in-game betting, a 200% crypto sign-up bonus, and online casino for some blackjack. You've been holding back. Anyway, folks, get BetProtect this football season. Visit BetUS.com for the industry's biggest 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. Or give them a call at 1-800-MY-BETUS to get started. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends at Joe's Wines and Spirits. Football season is back, and when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do. Go see Kathy and her staff at Joe's. They have tons of specials, like this month on Jack Daniels, Malibu Rum Cocktails, Relax Riesling, and more. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and noon to 5 on Sundays. 1330 East Alameda, right here in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. 
texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. When students struggle because they are hungry or fall behind because they lack school supplies, a caring adult can make all the difference, especially someone from the community, someone who knows the students and the obstacles they might be facing. At Communities in Schools, our site coordinators surround students with a community of support to ensure that they have everything they need to engage in learning. We go all in for kids all day, every day. To learn more, visit communitiesinschools.org. Back then, we'd spend nights in front of the boob tube. We'd take our same seats, smoke cigarettes, and watch until the station played. We all smoked in those days. If that was you then, get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yelagosny Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yelagosny Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yelagosny Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is... Special day, Tyler. National Football League gets underway... Can't wait. ...tonight. Detroit Lions at Kansas City Chiefs. The line uh, has moved in Detroit's favor. It was, I think, above a touchdown at one point. Now it's down to Kansas City, minus four and a half. And does that mean that Travis Kelsey is not playing? Still haven't heard, but have to find yes. out here pretty quickly, right? Yes. I haven't seen it announced anywhere. Like, but No, they actually have to release quickly. Like That's an NFL soon. rule that they have to release that. Yeah, I would be. guess that he's not playing. I think I, I think it's actually like 90 minutes before kick or something like that. I, I don't know whenever they have to have the actual active roster, but usually they do it a little bit before that. Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, man. I, I don't know what to make of Kansas City. I feel like Kansas City is almost the Lakers version in the NBA to where – the regular season isn't necessarily going to matter as much. We just need to gear up and be playing our best ball whenever we, we head into And I do agree December. with that, but we've seen home field in those AFC championship games, especially matters. with the home field that Kansas City has. It's, it's, it's a big deal. But I would, if he's not 100%, I'm not rolling Travis Kelsey out there for a week one game. No chance. It's crazy. The AFC, I... Stacked, it's man. Stacked. NFC, not so much. And the home field for all the teams that I like to in the AFC to possibly come out, it's all kind of the same. It's going to be miserably cold, <laughs> right? It'll be miserably cold at MetLife for the Jets. Uh, awful in Bengals, Cincinnati. Awful Buffalo. in Kansas City. I, I, awful doesn't even <laughs> begin to describe Buffalo at that point in the year. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, like whoever you want to select. Meanwhile, in a fantasy world where Dallas actually makes an NFC championship game, it's perfect conditions inside. Man, I'm telling you, I think that that has more to do with it than than, than people suggest. 
like whenever you look at a lot of the successful teams that that have traditionally been successful, they don't play inside. Now, we can probably find a couple of exceptions for that, but most of them, it's outside in the elements, and whenever it matters in January in the playoffs, those teams are a little more seasoned to it, I think. Um, I don't know. Um, Upper Deckers, Iowa State, mm. has pled guilty to underage gambling. Comes with a $645 fine. Uh, uh, he has that in his DraftKings account. He can cover that right away. You telling me he he took OU to cover against uh, Arkansas State? Actually, he may need <laughs> Iowa to cover the uh, three and a half or whatever it is to get that six hundred forty five bucks. He took, he's got the under this week. Uh, that was a, a reduced charge. They were considering charging all those guys that got caught with records tampering as well, and that comes with a possible two year prison sentence. So. They got off lucky with just getting the underage gambling. Now, I don't know what this what's going to happen with their eligibility and everything, but that's a, that's a move that those guys are going to be happy with right now. Yep. That's all I got. Uh, all right, I've got several here. First off, there is a new top eligible bachelor in New England. That's right. Okay. You've seen Bill Belichick with his shirt off before. That's right. He is now a single man on the prowl. Report. Coach Bill Belichick and longtime girlfriend Linda Holiday have broken up, which is causing Pat's executives to be on edge. The report says there's a concern about what Linda might post about online after the breakup. What does that mean? The report also says it's been a drawn-out, back-and-forth breakup. Okay, that is, that's a fascinating report. Well, I'm just thinking we need to see other people, you know. <laughs> It's it's not you. It's me. You think how that, that's that's how that one went right there. Uh, uh, I'm on to Sarah. I'm, I'm on to Sarah. <laughs> oh wow, that is that is fascinating. She must think they're going to have a bad team this year. Yeah, she's getting out. While if the, they were going to the Super Bowl, she wouldn't be she wouldn't be bailing right now. Now the the best drama is if uh, what's her name Linda. If yeah. Linda is linked towards uh, Tom Brady here in the next couple of weeks, oh, okay. that's where again, you know, Tom just out of spite, Mister Steal Your Girl, uh, you know, comes in here. She's gonna we'll be, see. she's gonna be in Tom Brady's suite this weekend, aren't they? Honoring Tom Brady this weekend? Oh, I'm sure they'll be honoring Tom Brady every weekend this year <laughs> out there in Vegas. Uh, my next one, Dick Coffee. That's right, Dick Coffee is an hour was an Alabama super fan. And he attended every single Alabama football game from the 1946 season opener until his death in 2013 at the age of 91 years old. Dick Coffey attended 781 consecutive Alabama games in all. He attended the season opener in 1946. His final game, how about this, was Alabama's 42-14 win over Notre Dame in the 2013 BCS championship game. Wow. That's wild. One of the goats college football fans ever. I I talked to a lady at Rudy's. I can't remember. I think she said that she's been to every home game since like 1950 Jeez. at OU. It's impressive. And then she was like, I've, yeah, I've been to every home game, but she's like, I've only been to OU Texas like I think 65 times. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> That's what? It, huh? what? What a humble brag. That was awesome. Tom Brady getting a lot of uh, play today in uh, what what caught your eye. Tom Brady says his son Ben will play football this year, and he'll play tight end because he idolizes Rob Gronkowski and wants to be like him, Tom said on his podcast. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski appreciated it, but your dad is the greatest NFL player, football player of all time. Yet you idolized his uh, party animal tight end well, that he had. I'm laughing at he wants to be like him. Does he want to play like him or does he want to be like him? Those are two completely different things. Your boy Howard Stern is at it again. Uh-oh. I know you love it, uh, but he is now hoping and calling for the return of COVID lockdowns. He said he's worried now. More than he's ever been worried before. He will not be making a return to the studio. He will continue to do shows from home. And he is hoping and calling for more of COVID lockdowns. Well, well, 
I am opposite that. I do not hope for lockdowns. He He's always wanted a reason to not have to talk to anyone, or be, which I know that sounds a lot like me, but um, this is like, this is perfect for him. Germaphobe, sit at home all day, do nothing, do your show there. I just can't live like that. Lane Kiffin hates the new clock rules in college football. Quote, people pay to see. They sit down with their family to watch a game. Now we're going to shorten it? It's not like it was broke, and there's a lot of problems that need to be fixed in the world around college football. Yeah. Can't say I disagree with that, Lane. I I, I don't know. I don't know if, like, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense, like, his angle on it. If you're going to be mad at the new clock rules, you need to be mad at the commercial aspect of it, not because the games aren't any shorter. You know, there may be a little less football, but like the duration so far is almost the exact same, right? Isn't it like like four minutes, four, four and a half plays shorter, yeah. um, but equally as as long as it's as, as right. it's been. So yeah. yeah, I I I I don't love it at all. Uh, Jalen Daniels will play tomorrow night against Illinois. Not not a shocker there, but they yeah, confirm I that. saw That's that. Happening. I'm interested in that game. I'm very interested in that game. Illinois was re. Did they finish as the number one total defense in college football last year? Yes. Whew. Lost their D, co- that is D a coordinator. Very though. underrated football game tomorrow night in Lawrence. It is. I think Illinois didn't look very good in week one. They didn't lose, did they? I think Kansas is a favorite. Yeah, three point favorite. Yeah. It, that's that's pretty wild. But yeah, they got a chance on Friday night. Probably have a bunch of eyeballs on that game. It's not ESPN plus or something stupid, is it? Um I, I I would think no, but there's there's no telling. ESPN two six thirty okay, kick. Sweet. There we go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the ref, home of Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Apache Casino Hotel is bringing back Cash Dash. Earn entries all month long by simply playing your favorite slot machine. Hourly drawings will be held Friday and Saturday nights from 6 p.m. to midnight for $1,000 cash. Make a dash for any unclaimed cash at 12.30 a.m. and you could walk away with $7,000. So make a dash for the cash at Apache Casino Hotel, where you always win the most. See Players Club for full details. Mike Steele here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cavensgroup.com. This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and Internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Messaging and data rates may apply. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. 
Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge, criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters. It's time. All we want to think about is football and basketball season, but it's also insurance season. November 1st to December 15th is open enrollment for your individual medical coverage. It's the time you need to pick a new plan or update your income to avoid tax penalties. If you're uninsured, it's the only time to buy your individual medical plans for 2024 without a qualifying event. Call Allison Insurance at 405-745-2968 or 800-580-5587. It won't cost anything and could save you a lot. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends at Joe's Wines and Spirits. Football season is back, and when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do. Go see Kathy and her staff at Joe's. They have tons of specials, like this month on Jack Daniels, Malibu Rum Cocktails, Relax Riesling, and more. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and noon to 5 on Sundays. 1330 East Alameda, right here in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. The world is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Did you see the OU football uh, Twitter video that was released today? No, I did not. With uh, <laughs> oh, the uh, starring Greg Nation in yes, it. Yes, I did see. Oh that. my god, that was so funny. Was Greg Nation good. was in it. Brandon Hall was in it. Peyton Bowen was in it. If you don't know how to operate ESPN Plus, well, just ask a younger person. Is Greg Nation? They've used him in a couple of videos now. God, he's so funny when he's putting on his glasses God, and looking at the screen. So is it like not the most realistic uh, thing ever? It was quality content, <laughs> quality, quality content. I enjoyed all of that. If they you probably seen didn't it, even go watch it. They probably weren't even acting it out. They probably just said, hey, can you find the OU game on the TV? And that's probably the result that they got. That's pretty funny. Yeah. ESPN Plus coming up this weekend. I did check the Arkansas State line this week just out of curiosity since they got beat 73 to nothing last week. This week they are 21.5-point underdogs to Memphis, who Memphis's coach is on the hot seat going into this year. So, yeah, Vegas didn't mm. think too highly of Arkansas State. Mm. 21 and a half points. Man. Yeah. Well, they um they're not good. They're not good. They're not good. And hey, I which is part of the part of like there's a little bit of hesitation for me because I know we look good and you can't punish our guys for doing exactly what they were supposed to do, but I, you know, it's there's still that that little thing under, hanging underneath it's you're like man are are we are we giving too much credit for the way things went down and and not so much for game 1 like just on how it should translate to the game against SMU yeah. i mean that does sit there in the back of your speaking mind speaking of SMU i've seen multiple stories this week come out about the background of SMU what happened with the death penalty where they're going with the ACC how they project has there been another program, and I'm thinking about conference realignment in the past 15 years, has anyone taken their opportunity and ran with it more than TCU? I mean, TCU's played in a national championship game, won a conference a, another year, split for it. I don't, unless I'm forgetting someone, 
totally obvious. It feels like TCU's done a better job of anyone of taking advantage of their opportunities. For conference realignment, I I, I don't think so. And I it's think just you're right. it's just a question of like because OU will play at SMU I, I think in a few years, right? And they're gonna they're going to be a full member of the ACC by then. I just wonder what the like the ceiling for SMU is in Dallas being in a major conference. The only other one I can think of is how long has Utah been? Utah's been in the Pac-12 right around the same time, I think. Is that when they Yeah, moved? yeah, right around that same time They've period. won the conference here. Back-to-back years. Back-to-back yeah. years and have been really competitive in the Pac-12. Uh, have they won it other than the I last I think those years? are the first two years okay. they, they won the conference, I, I believe. Drew from Flower Mound says Cincinnati, but they're just now getting to yeah, a, a this, power five. They've Yeah, they've – now, maybe you can say that because of their playoff appearance, no one – did better as a power five than Cincinnati, but they haven't really – we haven't seen them with conference it, realignment. It would, I feel like SMU probably has a ways to go facility-wise to catch up with TCU, but can they accomplish what TCU's accomplished the past 15 years, or is that unrealistic for SMU? I mean, you're basically asking them to go to a national championship game. I do think that that's unrealistic, but what what's the ceiling for, for that program? Kind of hard to tell. Hard to tell. And assuming nothing else happens to the ACC, like Florida State, Clemson, those schools are going to be there for the duration. I think, I think they can make a really quick climb ahead of a lot of the schools there, uh, because you have a lot of basketball schools that play football, right? And Texas. I, they're now in the big boy uh, part of things, and I think it's going to help them in recruiting. I think they're going to get a big boost in recruiting. Um, I think they can pass a lot of those teams that are in the ACC. Now, to get ahead of Florida State and Clemson and Miami, as far as like the recruiting, they're not going to be able to do that. But I think they can get ahead of everyone else or be right there on the level I mean, with they're them. They're going to so. have, outside of what, Miami and Florida State, they'll be the most – fertile recruiting area of anyone else in the conference. Yeah. And maybe even, I mean, like just in the city that they're in, more than Tallahassee. Yeah. So I, I, I think that they've got a chance to, to do some good things. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final hour next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app.